Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes Smith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. A Graybar Sports Open Line does continue here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. Uh, we kind of put this time away because we weren't able to take phone calls and text messages and tweets after the Cardinals game today, a loss eight, five, just they're in a really, really, really rough spot right now. So we're giving you an opportunity right now. If you've got thoughts on the Cardinals, you can share them three, one, four, four, three, six, 7,900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can also tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air. Larry wins the patience award. He has been holding very, very patiently. And he joins us right now. Hey, Larry, you're on uh, sports open line. Hey, Ms. Paula, I was going to ask you a question. You know, when LaRusso was our manager, he brought in a guy named Albert. When Benia and McGuire started hitting, he brought up Albert Pools, 49 homers. Okay, the same in 82 when LaRusso had Scott Spezio and Roland had that, you know, he had that Terry Tanika. Why doesn't he take the three that's not hitting? Contreras, now, Contreras, um, Arnada and Goldsmith and put them lower down in the batting order. But he can say things to these rookies, Bader and Tyler Neal, but why you can't make change? When someone's not getting production, we need to lead and lead runners on base. Spezio, if he didn't, LaRusso, uh, if uh, LaRusso doesn't take and roll as a strong person, he said, I shouldn't lose my job because uh, I had to return because surgery. He put Spezio in there, and when I want your comments, why is it Marmar? He could say something. He might have lost the clubhouse. I mean, when he said to Bader, that should have been in-house. Bader and O'Neal, he had three hem, he had three uh, hamstrings, and he didn't. He ran around third base, but he didn't want to give it a hundred percent because he was thinking that maybe I'll pull another hamstring. I want your thoughts on that. Do you think these three they make a lot of money? Can they be moved lower down in the batting order instead of batting where they're at? Yeah, Larry, appreciate the uh, appreciate the phone call. So a few things there. First off, I would be I would be really surprised if Contreras is in the five spot come Friday night. I think he's going to get moved down. He's hitting one ninety eight or whatever it is. He's hitting below two hundred. I think it's one ninety eight. He he gets the day off today. They moved Walker up today. Walker's been producing at a pretty high level. 
I I think we'll see Contreras in a lower spot. I don't think that's going to be a permanent thing, but I do think when next time Contreras plays, I assume that's going to be Friday night, but I don't know for sure. I think he's going to be lower in the lineup. I don't think moving Arnato or Goldschmidt down right now, no matter how much uh, they might be struggling, they're doing enough. I mean, they're not they're not playing super well, but there's not a whole lot of guys on this team right now from an offensive standpoint that are doing much of anything. Goldschmidt's a 288 hitter. Arenado's a 283 hitter. Um, those, 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 the comparisons between Goldschmidt and Arenado and Contreras, I think, are very different. I would not be moving uh, Goldschmidt and Arenado down in the lineup. I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable with where they're at. If anything, I would bunch them next to each other. I understand why you have Gorman in between of them, uh, so you can do the uh, you know the right left right thing. That being said, Gorman is in a slump right now. Maybe you go back to having Goldschmidt and Arenado right next to each other, at least for the time being. If that's something you want to do with the order, I'd be good with that. But moving them down significantly, I don't think you do it with those two. I think you do do it with Contreras. You have to be careful, though. And you mentioned Larusa, and I'd have to go back and look. For the most part, and again, I, I don't... I don't vividly remember every lineup decision that Tony LaRusso ever made during his time with the Cardinals. So I, I might be getting something wrong here, but he would, the superstars, the leaders, the run producers, the middle of the order guys, the pool holes, the McGuire's, those guys, his guys, they, they could be slumping. He wasn't going to take them out of that middle of the order spot. Now there were other guys that he moved around. There were guys that maybe he didn't get along with quite as well uh, that that he would do that with. Uh, but it feels like you just got to be careful when you've got that. There's there's some uh, there's some ego massaging that goes along with it sometimes, and I do think you got to be careful with that. But clearly, Contreras is in a bad spot. Uh, if you didn't see, there were photos that came out after yesterday's game. Uh, when Oliver Marmel came into the post-game press conference yesterday, uh, Derek Gould of the Post-Dispatch noticed that he kind of had a, an emotional look on his face. And uh, it, he had been talking about you know spending some time with Contreras after the game. And then the Post-Dispatch, one of their uh, photographers, caught some pictures of uh, Contreras in the dugout with a cooler that had been bashed to you-know-what with a bat, and the assumption would be that Contreras uh, took his frustrations out on a cooler in, in the dugout, and then there was a conversation to be had after that. So you just there's a lot going on. You know, these, these aren't machines; they're not robots; they're human beings. I mean, there's a lot going on right now with Wilson Contreras. Larry, I appreciate the phone call. Let's grab Chuck. Hey, Chuck, you're on Sports Open Line. Yes, uh, I'm a firm believer in uh, your ninth inning guy. You only use in the ninth inning. A couple weeks ago, I was thinking he's using uh, Ryan Helsley multiple innings. I thought to myself, I hope this doesn't backfire and he gets hurt. And also, I did the math. Just to finish uh, 581-81, they'd have to go 54-39. and Yeah. And I don't see that happening. And past years... If they were doing this bad, a veteran would call a clubhouse meeting, and if they had to throw chairs and scream and yell, they get it turned around. But I haven't heard anybody doing that. Chuck, do you think? Like, do you think it's your business if they do? Like, do, if if they decide that they're going to oh. have a clubhouse meeting and it's going to get heated, do you think that you should hear about it? 
I'm not saying that. I'm saying. Uh, I, I, and again, I don't know if that's happened or not. I'm just saying. Would, uh, had brought that up that they had uh, Wayne Wright and Molina would have a meeting. Yeah, Chuck, I, I appreciate the phone call for sure. And there, there was something that happened uh, recently. Not recently. There was um, because Ken Rosenthal had some pictures of it where Adam Wainwright did like a presentation on some things, and there was a there was a kind of a players only type meeting that Wainwright was running. I don't know all the details on it. It's been spoken about a little bit. There's stuff that goes on behind closed doors that we don't know about, and you know, like last night with that cooler thing. We never, we never would have known about that cooler getting destroyed if a post-dispatch photographer wouldn't have been in the right spot at the right time. So the point is, there's a lot going on. Now, Ryan Helsley, the way his arm is conditioned, he doesn't, he hasn't been bouncing back very often to be able to throw back-to-back days, but his arm has been conditioned for multiple innings, so they've been able to use him like that. I like the conventional closer. I like, not only do I like the conventional closer, I like the conventional seventh, eighth, ninth inning guys. You have a guy for the seventh, a guy for the eighth, and a guy for the ninth. And those roles stay very firm throughout the year. That's, if I'm running a team, that's how I want my team to be built. That being said, because Helsley doesn't bounce back as often and because of his arm conditioning, they they use it a little bit differently, and, and I understand why they do. I'm concerned about Helsley. Anytime I hear about a forearm issue, it concerns me, and I know everything that we're being told right now is it's just kind of a minor strain and the imaging came back clean and everything's going to be okay. I am uh, When I hear pitcher and I hear forearm, those red flags, man, they start going up in a really, really big way. So – we were told on Helsley he's going to be shut down for 10 days and then they're going to reevaluate. Let so now we're 8 days out from that. Let's see what happens 8 days from now because I am concerned what's going to happen with Helsley moving forward. When we come back, we'll continue to talk all things baseball. Scott Braun, one of the co-hosts of uh, Foul Territory TV, he's going to uh, join us. We'll get his thoughts on the Cardinals and much more going on across Major League Baseball as we continue with Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. 
You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Open Line continuing here on KMOX. Cardinals losing earlier today. Man, they are in a really, really tough spot. They lose in 10 innings today by an 8-5 score. We're very happy to be able to go to the Quiver River Electric guest line right now. So one of my favorite kind of new things, it's new, it's fairly new. Uh, I talk about it fairly often here, Foul Territory TV. Uh, it's a uh, it's a show and a podcast uh, that is hosted by Scott Braun along with a number of former uh, big league players who kind of rotate through. Uh, always love hearing from A.J. Przinsky. I covered Eric Kratz when he was a member of the Brewers. He is so much fun to be able to listen to. It's a great show. Ken Rosenthal is in involved in it. A lot of current players uh, go on. Ryan Helsley has been on it a whole bunch. Uh, it was on just a couple days ago, and we're really happy to welcome on the program uh, Scott Braun. You can follow him on Twitter, at Scott Braun. Scott, thanks so much for taking some time with us today. How are you? Matt, appreciate that you're listening and following along, man. Yeah, it's, it's been a little over three months since launch, so I'm doing great, loving life, and yeah, having current players on every single day, getting them to open up in a different way, clubhouse style with our former player hosts has been really cool and it is authentic. No holding back. There's cursing, which I know I can't do here, I think, but um, no rules. Uh, the other day, was it Pete Alonzo who was on, who talked about him really needing to use the facility, so he was just going to swing hard, and he hit a home run, but he, he admitted that if he would have got on base, he was probably going to get picked off on per Like, stuff like that happens in baseball, and it's so amazing to hear those stories. Yeah, and the way that that whole story came out and came together, there's such a backstory to it. I'll just give you like one piece of it is that we're talking about Eugenio Suarez, who was in the bathroom, so he didn't get to prep for the pitcher that he faced. That turns into Todd Fraser the next day talking about how he like had an accident or something <laughs> when he was in Little League. And then Pete Alonzo's in the waiting room listening to that story because our show's live. And then, you know, most people pick it up or many people pick it up afterward on podcasts and and on demand, YouTube, et cetera. And um, Pete's like, oh, I got a story too. He's cracking up. He's telling our producer. So he comes on, we bring it over to him. And he's like, this just happened to me. And I was swinging first pitch regardless, <laughs> which I just think it's hilarious because, you know, I was at MLB Network for many years and we would have probably had some analysis on, oh, Pete swinging at first pitch sliders X amount of times and great preparation, <laughs> whatever. And it's like, nah, dude just had to take a dump and mistimed his pregame coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, it it feels like other sports have a version of your show and it didn't really exist in, in baseball. Was that part of the motivation of putting it together? Spot on. So look at football, Pat McAfee show. I am athlete basketball. There's like 20 shows like this baseball zero. And I can tell you, it's not easy to put together, right? We are involved in a sport in baseball where there are games every day. You know, basketball players have multiple days off between everything that they're doing during the season, talking about the current players. So everything has to be much more planned and schedule-oriented and then curating the right mix of players to be involved. So uh, for anyone that's new, I mean, I can run through it in five seconds. I know you mentioned some of them, but Krasinski, Kratz, Todd Frazier, Adam Jones, Lorenzo Cain, uh, Brock Holt, Jason Kipnis. You mentioned Ken Rosenthal. 
And sorry to anyone if I'm missing them, maybe one or two others, but in that main crew. And and it all keeps increasing as well. And just trying to hit everyone on different platforms. Like, I just felt like TikTok was a very underserved audience for both current player content and real opinions from former players. So it's been a huge hit on there as well. Many videos going viral with millions of views. So, yeah, there was a lot that went into this. You're right. It didn't exist for baseball, and there was no reason why it didn't, aside from a ton of work behind the scenes to make it all click and put it together and give a live component for the players. The current players are having a blast, and, you know, for the most part, we're getting guys on every day. They're they're coming on and, and texting with one of the players that they know, being like, hey, can I hop on here? You know, like Max Scherzer comes on once a month. Dude, can I pick a bone about sticky stuff? This was two days before he got banged for the – ejection and the suspension if you remember from what like a month and a half ago Mm -hmm. comes on on a monday and he's complaining about it saying like there's no consistency and then it literally happened two days later and people are like whoa he was just talking about this and it's still a problem it happened again last night well i mean major league baseball should be cutting you guys a check one of my biggest issues with baseball is they don't know how to promote their players i always say that i could go grab mike trout and I could take them anywhere in St. Louis, the most busiest place in town, and walk them through, and he is not going to really be be noticed. And we can't do that with the top athletes in the NBA, even in the NFL where guys are wearing helmets. Um, and I, I feel like people who are paying attention to what you've got going on, these guys' personalities are starting to come out, and that's how you market players and market superstars. You show off their personalities. Yeah, I can send an ACH or a Venmo or whatever to MLB. They can send it straight to us. No problem. That works. And and I will say a lot of the teams have been great with also making sure that they coordinate the schedules for the players and all of that. But you're right. I mean, as far as highlighting uh, the talent and the faces and the words of players and how much drama goes on on a day-to-day basis, right, they're together all the time. Like hyped up summer camp in terms of what's going on, both on the field and off the field. We've got games every night to break down, not just going nuts about one game a week for each team. So this it's tailor made for this. It's just managing schedules a little bit more. So I'm with you. This is the way in my mind to highlight the actual personalities. Like I'll give you one more Brewers example. Rowdy Telez, easily top five, if not top three, or better, funny player in the game. He just constantly like in a friendly way, this is teammates, gets after them. Everyone loves him. He's a walking comedian, and he's a 30 and 100 guy. I know he's had a slow stretch the last couple of weeks, as he told us the other day. But, you know, like last year, he's like a 30 and 100 guy. Nobody knows who he is, right? He's like a larger-than-life, big dude, hilarious. That's the kind of guy that, that needs to be highlighted on a show like this. And, yes, I mean, every sentence or two, there's a curse word that's dropped in there. That's his style. That's how you'd hear him in the clubhouse. There's no other way to highlight a great personality in the game than to do it in this format. And it can't be an hour and a half interview with him every time either, right? Because our schedules are busy. So catch you live, 15, 20 minutes, gets chopped up for everybody on socials as well. And boom, there you go. We are advancing the game content-wise to modern times. Scott Braun is continuing to join us. You see him on Foul Territory TV. What's your take on the struggles that we've seen so far from the Cardinals? They just, they cannot find their way. No, they can't. And on paper, you're like, what's going on? The only thing that I have been very, very firm about from the jump, and of course, you're talking to Cardinals fans every day, and um, you've got a bigger pulse on what's going on there than I do. But this started in the offseason, and this was pretty nationally recognized. Starting staff, not sufficient enough. Some of the other inconsistencies is, in my mind, 
will, will come and go and will have their ups and downs. I just don't think it's a playoff rotation when you compare it to most of the rest of the league or even looking within your own division aside from the injuries, right? Like coming into the season, I played this game before the season started. I've been very like on point and staying with my thought process here is I said, okay, like let's match up the Cardinals and the Brewers rotation, right? And we're like Burns, easy number one on the Cardinals. Woodruff went healthy, easy number one on the Cardinals. I was like, Freddie Peralta, number one. I mean, same thing. I know he's not been perfect, but he's been pretty good this year. I'm like, number one for me on the Cardinals right now. I'm like, we we are going too far down the line before we find somebody that wouldn't be a one on St. Louis, right? So if you don't have that core there, it also starts to exhaust your bullpen, which I think we saw from the beginning. And often that effect will happen over time, right? Like the bullpen's going to be okay, potentially, if it's really good over the first month or two. But eventually, if you keep taxing them, And you can tax them a variety of ways. It's not just how many innings, but how much pressure they're always dealing with if you're not cruising by games. That hurts them. The offense, as we know, has been inconsistent. I know they carried them for, what, a couple weeks at a time. But for the most part, I just never saw a playoff starting rotation in my mind. And you can't really fix that too easily during the season. So, And keep in mind, this is a season where we have shift restrictions. So making contact burns you a little more than it did last year and makes a difference there. So swing and miss matters even more. And, and strikeouts are the only thing that the league's trying to figure out getting down and hasn't had a good grip on it because you're a front officer. Like, I want more strikeouts now. It's a little easier to get a ball past an infield. Give me the swing and miss guy. Cardinals just, for some reason, didn't play to that. And, you know, we had healthily on, what, a day or two ago. Uh, that That's part of what, what burned them today. I mean, now you're going to heavily, heavily rely on Gallegos. I don't know. You've seen more Steven Matz than I have, but that's been a really, really poor signing. And I don't think I saw it a little bit with the Mets too. Not a bullpen guy for me. I, I just, I, I think he's very routine oriented and it's going to mess, mess with how he sets himself up. And I think even potentially lead to injury. So as you can tell, concern level getting pretty high here. Cause it's like, Oh, offense clicking, but now, you know, our defense isn't as good. And, Pitching's got problems. Oh, pitching got a little better. Where would our offense go? So Helsley said, no easy wins this year. Who do you most believe in in the division? It's not a very good division. <laughs> uh, you, you know who I picked the over for wins total? I, I liked what I saw from Cincinnati's farm system. I mean, I hosted parts of the draft for most of the last decade and, and prospect shows for MLB. So I'm always looking at that front because sometimes I don't know how much that's considered when people are making pre I think if Cincinnati actually buys, that's on ownership. Their payroll is super low. It's a bottom five payroll, and the team's making money. In my mind, making probably a ton of money now that and there's some fire in Cincinnati. So spend that money. And, of course, you got to spend prospect assets by trading for players. I think they could be a threat in the division. I still think even though Milwaukee's going through a really tough time right now, you would think they're going to trade for some offense. So I think those two teams stand out to me. I don't have the Cubs as a threat for this year. I think they will be sellers at the deadline. And and I want to buy – I don't. I mean, I never bought the Pirates from the jump here. I was like, I'll change my expectations to more of a potential 500 team, but I don't see them as a playoff team. But you're right. I mean, nobody's running away with this. I'm not counting out St. Louis either, for the record. They can make some historic run right now. But you need to add some starting pitchers that can stop losing skids. So yeah, I would I would say I would say Milwaukee one, Cincinnati two, St. Louis three for me right now on a on a power, power ranking look of what I think the end of the year will look like, you know, and then a three or a four for Pittsburgh. 
Well, Scott, we, we love Foul Territory TV. Hopefully we can get you uh, back on and some of the guys on, but just love what you're doing. I, I think it's so good for baseball. So thank you for what you're doing, and thank you for taking some time with us today. I appreciate it. Anytime. Yeah, we can try and mix some of our guys in there too. They're having a lot of fun with it. And yeah, encourage anyone, you know, at Foul Territory TV on Twitter, at Foul Territory Go on Instagram and, and Facebook and TikTok's just at Foul Territory, or you can search it on wherever you get your podcasts. We have uh, an, a live reaction show every day and we post the interview formats um, on podcast as well. So, Matt, thanks for the support, man. Appreciate it. And yeah, we'd love to, to swing back. Awesome. Sounds great. That's Scott Braun, Foul Territory TV. If you're not watching or listening to it, you need to. It's great baseball content on an everyday basis. It's so much fun. And like you said, Ryan Helsley is kind of the one Cardinal who we've seen on there a few times. I got to get a few more uh, Cardinals on there at some point uh, in time. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to switch gears. We're going to put a bow on the NBA season. Guy who covers the uh, Denver Nuggets out of uh, Colorado Springs, Ryan Kaufman. He is going to join us in just a moment. It's a great bar sports open line. We're back with more in a moment here on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes Smith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it on a Graybar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. My name's Matt Paul. We have about uh, 20 minutes left in the program. We've got At Your Service coming up after we get done a special Wednesday edition of Hancock and Kelly uh, this evening. So they're going to be with us coming up in uh, just a few moments. We are currently efforting Ryan Kaufman from uh, Extra Sports 1300 in Colorado Springs, Colorado. He covered the uh, Denver Nuggets, and uh, he should be joining us in uh, just a moment or so, and we'll get his take on uh, what happened with the uh, with the NBA champions. We actually got a text message earlier saying, aren't the Nuggets owned by Stan Kroenke, or is it just the Avalanche? I'll never be willing to declare a truce with that guy. No, it is. The, the Nuggets are owned uh, by, by the Kroenkes, and the Avalanche are owned by the Kroenkes. There's a... There's a lot. Of, uh, when I was covering the Nuggets, I remember there was sometimes Stan Kroenke, for whatever reason, would walk into the locker room after the game, and he would have his big dog with him. I think it was a German Shepherd. So we're in the Pepsi, what was called the Pepsi Center. I think it's called Ball Arena now. Uh, we would be waiting for uh, you know to go talk to players, and there was one night in particular where J.R. Smith just went off. For the Nuggets. And Kroenke decides that he's going to go into the locker room and talk with the players uh, or whoever he wants to talk with. And they would not open up the locker room to the media until they until Kroenke was out of there. And J.R. Smith hated, hated talking to the media. So by Kroenke going in there, he, uh, he gave J.R. Smith enough time to... Um, not be available. And by the time we went in there, J.R. Smith had gone the heck out of there. And there's a lot of things to blame Stan Kroenke for. That's one of them. Him and his German Shepherds 
for whatever reason, uh, would go in there and take up too much time and delay the night, and then you would miss out on some players every every once in a while. So, but yeah, that was the text message. Indeed, the the Nuggets are owned by Stan. That's the that's the thing that stinks. Like we all dislike Stan Kroenke so much, and the uh, social media posts going around have been showing the 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 level of success of his teams and the championships, whether it was the Avalanche winning or the Rams winning. It's just like, man, this talk about adding insult to injury. This guy who is just a wretched, horrible human being, and um, he, his teams are winning championships, and it's and it's frustrating. It just, um, yeah, it is. So uh, we are, hopefully, we'll get, if we don't get Ryan on today, maybe we will try to get him on uh, at some point in the next uh, day or two. We've got, uh, we've got, we're going to have a lot of shows here uh, over the next week or so because uh, there's going to be the, uh, there's going to be the off day coming up uh, tomorrow. And then next week, they've got a couple three o'clock games and they got off days leading into uh, the uh, London series, things like that. So, uh, yeah, if we don't get them on tonight, we will definitely try to uh, get them on at some point in the near future. I, I, there was the one thing out there. There was the Philly radio host um, that went um, that kind of went off on the Nuggets for whatever uh, whatever reason, and it was it was a really weird situation. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to find this real quick. The, the it was a Philadelphia radio host, and. Uh, he was referring to the Nuggets championship as being a meaningless championship. And there just seems to be this anti-Nuggets sentiment out there for some reason. And again, if you don't like Stan Kroenke, that's a legitimate reason. But because Nikola Jokic looks a little bit different than most NBA superstars, there's this anti-Nuggets thing out there. And I don't totally get it. Maybe this guy does. He is uh, part of the uh, team at uh, Extra Sports 1300, my former station in Colorado Springs, Colorado. He is uh, Ryan Kaufman. You follow him on Twitter at Gingerly Tweets. He joins us right now. Ryan, it's always good to talk to you. How are you? Yeah, been a while, Matt. How are you? I'm doing all right. So, uh, what was it like covering uh, this championship run for the Denver Nuggets? Uh, it was quite surreal because with the time that you have spent out in these neck of the woods, there was a feeling that this organization, no matter who they got into their Nuggets jersey, that they would never win. So there was this feeling of it's happening. We think it's going to happen. It's probably going to happen, but until zeros hit the clock on Monday it would just it, the it, the feeling didn't set in and I don't know that it's truly set in yet with people here maybe tomorrow during the parade why is there such an anti nuggets sentiment and people trying to dismiss the accolades and the achievement of this team well I, I think it all stems from Nikola Jokic I, I think that he does not play an aesthetically pleasing brand of basketball, although if you're a basketball fan, you should appreciate the skill set he has. He's just not built for the way that people consume the NBA, which is highlights on Twitter and highlights on SportsCenter. And I think that that's kind of where it starts. You know, he's very much like Tim Duncan, and this team is very much like the San Antonio Spurs. And back then, even people out here thought that the Spurs were boring, thought that they weren't that good. 
And I, I just think it stems from the fact that Nikola Jokic isn't your typical superstar. You don't tune in, you don't watch him, and you don't quite understand how good they are. All right, so before I was here, I was in Milwaukee. So when I was in Milwaukee, I had a front row seat to everything that Giannis Antetokounmpo was doing, and he is considered that that superstar, and he does have those those plays that show up on, on social media and everything. But Jokic is right there next to him. He's won the MVPs. It seems like internally he gets the respect for the most part, again, going back to the honors and the accolades like the MVP award. So it, it's one of those weird situations where people inside the sport understand it, but people outside of the sport maybe don't. Yeah, I, I think I think maybe there's a difference between disrespect and ignorance. You know, uh, I said after he won the second MVP, like you really can't, because Colorado had this mantra of, Nikola Jokic is disrespected. But to your point, after two MVPs, you're not disrespected. People understand how good he is, but the ignorance part of it, you know, one thing with Lisa Salters going on a national show and saying she had never seen Jokic play. And I think that's where it stems from. It's it, people who are into basketball that consume it every day, that whose job it is to, take stock of everything going on across the league. They know what he is, but the more drive, you know, to use a Rush Limbaugh phrase, the more drive-by media, the ones who are on ABC and things like that, don't put him on their airwaves and they just don't know. And I think that's where a lot of NBA fans get their information. And I think that's what it sends from. It's more ignorance than I know how good he is and I don't like him. I think that's the difference. How much credit goes to a Michael Malone who can take a player like that, a player that looks different in the way they play than just about any other player in the NBA, and not only allow him to continue to play that way, but allow him to continue to play that way, thrive so much so that he's winning MVPs and eventually winning a championship? I think Michael Malone deserves a ton of credit because – He is somebody that has assembled a very good staff, continuously gets assistant coaches poached, continues to bring in and replenish that with good assistant coaches. And and that staff together has really gotten the most out of Nikola Jokic. Jamal Murray, uh, Michael Porter, I know he had a poor NBA Finals, but the ceiling is high for him. They've brought out the talent that – lies within these guys and then I think you go a a step higher and I heard your comments before you brought me on air and I understand the name Kroenke does not resonate well out there and I understand that and the same people in St. Louis have every reason to feel that way but there has been a patience throughout the organization up to the front office with Tim Conley and now Calvin Booth and with Josh Kroenke at the top they have preached patience and that kind of they haven't made any rash decisions or anything and they've allowed this thing to grow. So Michael Malone and his staff deserve a ton of credit, but there has been a rare amount of patience being given to this entire operation that you would not see in other NBA cities. Did they learn from firing George Carl probably a year early? Well, I, I think they I, I think that you're spot on with that. I think that maybe they gave up on that too early and then you know what they did right after that. 
they hired Brian Shaw and he was a disaster. Yeah. So it was, it was the combination of the two. One, if you think you have something, be patient with it. But also at the same time, Michael Malone immediately was better. This team improved every year under him despite not making the playoffs. It's certainly, you know, the grass isn't always greener. Who are you going to get that's better? And I think these last two coaches prior to Michael Malone really fed into that. He is Ryan Kaufman, host of Drive Time Sports on Extra Sports 1300 in Colorado Springs, Colorado, covered the Nuggets through their championship run. Ryan, always great to uh, talk to you. Always fun to see uh, what you're doing. Thanks so much for uh, taking some time with us today. Always a pleasure, Matt. You know, I know everything to you, buddy. So I appreciate you, and we'll talk soon. All right, very good. There's Ryan Kaufman. He always says that about me, and it's not true. Everything he's accomplished, he has accomplished on his own. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll try to talk to Hancock and Kelly for a moment or so before we uh, get the heck out of here. It's Sports Open Line, a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. This is America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Starting to wrap up this edition of a Gray Bar Sports Open Line here on KMOX at your service up after I get done. A special Wednesday night edition of Hancock and Kelly. The fellas are uh, in studio. How are you guys doing? Good to see you. I haven't seen you very much lately. I know. It's been a while. Good to see you. I wonder. We only have like three minutes, so we probably don't have enough time to get into this. But I I wanted to ask you guys this. We've had such an issue downtown recently, and I know there's legislation that's being looked at about uh, having higher requirements of what parking operators do because of car break-ins right. during games. How much do you think the teams, whether it's the Cardinals, the Blues, City, whoever it might be, do, do they have an obligation to be involved in helping this situation? Well, well they are. Yeah. I mean, they're hiring police officers, um, additional, because the city doesn't provide them. Uh, as far as the parking lots go, those are private businesses, and those private businesses, they're taking a lot of money to park there. I think they've got a duty to provide the security in those lots to protect the cars, and uh, I don't I don't put that on the, on the Cardinals or the Blues. And I will tell you that about 95% of the uniforms that you see around the ballpark, and I was at the game today, mm-hmm. but all the cops that are standing around, those are not on-duty cops. Those are cops that are being paid for by the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, they spend millions of dollars on security, uh, paying off-duty officers, and uh, so they're doing more than their fair share. Yeah, I'm just being around. I have law enforcement in my family, and you always hear the officer talking about their secondaries, and and that's they're working a lot of hours all over the place. And obviously, the Cardinals are involved in that. And you do see it's incredible how different it feels when there are events going on when there's not because right. you can't take a half step without seeing three or four police officers on nights when games are going yeah, on. Yeah, the soccer game, the, the baseball game, when it comes around, the hockey game. And, you know, I, that's important. I wish we had that same presence all the time because if, if nothing, if no sporting event is going on or a big concert, the city is dead. And there, it's not like we can't point to something that shows, like, you know, this idea of less police is going to make us better. We need to look no further than San Francisco. Right. Which is truly emptying out. And if you're, I'm not just giving you spin, go read the articles about what's happening. That's what's happening to us. People don't feel safe. We have folks that are saying they're not going to bring conventions here anymore. We have the Cardinals, who are still getting 47,000 people. But as a season ticket holder, it's hard to give them away sometimes. I was uh, I went to the city game on Sunday, and I parked here at the station, which is about four or five blocks Ooh. from the city. And I was with my wife and yeah. my daughter. Ooh. And we walked back, 
And when I got here to the station, yeah. a guy walks up on me and says, hey, I need some help. And I say, sorry, I can't help you today. And he takes an aggressive step towards me and says, you don't even know what I need help with. Well, and I've yeah. got my wife and my four-year-old daughter. And all I can think about is all these horrible stories we've heard yeah. downtown. Yeah. It's a very uncomfortable situation. Well, all I can tell you is I'd rather be you than me in that circumstance. You <laughs> 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 would pummel the crap out of me and I'd be all over. What's uh, We got about 30 seconds. What's up on uh, the show tonight? Oh, so much I can't even tell you. All right. That's what I always <laughs> like to hear. Hancock and Kelly on the way next. We've got another full two-hour edition of Sports Open Line coming up tomorrow evening as the Cardinals are off tomorrow. Thanks so much for uh, being tuned in. This has been a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. We will talk to you again uh, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock Eight o'clock, right here on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.